Hey y'all, thank you for tuning in to the Spilling the Sweet Tea podcast. You are listening to your Southern BFFs share their stories and create a community that spreads love and lets others know you are not alone. We hope that you enjoy the things we discuss and that you feel like you are part of something special. Let's get it started with today's episode. Hello, everybody. We are back for episode three. We are again recording in the Russell Hotel. And we're doing this because we had the idea to start this podcast and weren't really sure how to start it equipment wise. So we decided to go with this and get a feel for it. And it's really great the setup that they have. But anyway, it's a historic Nashville church transformed into a -a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program by donating a portion of each day to local nonprofits who are helping those experiencing homelessness. You can visit russellnashville.com to book your experience today. And if you are like us or like me and you have a dream of starting a podcast and you have a friend that you want to reel into doing it with you, you can come here and you can do it for free. They just, they have all the things. They have the setup and everything. So today we are going to dive into talking about one of my favorite things that I am actually learning within myself that I have really started to enjoy. I've always felt like I am kind of the ultimate hype woman, big cheerleader and you know, woo girl, whatever, but we are going to talk about women uplifting women in this episode. And the reason that that kind of stuck out to me was a few years ago, and I don't know why I specifically remember this. I think it's because I just thought it was so neat. Carrie and I and our daughters were eating dinner or lunch at Texas Roadhouse. Well, we had a waitress who, she was really cute, really sweet, kind, and just all around, you could just tell that she was a really nice girl. Well, Carrie said something to her along the lines of like, you are so nice, or you are just adorable, or something like that. And I just thought that was really sweet of her to say. And so when the waitress walked away, I was like, well, that was so nice. And she goes, well, you know, sometimes women just do not encourage each other as much as they should. And so anything we can do to empower another woman, I think we're doing okay. And I think that that is absolutely accurate and I have struggled in my past with comparison of myself against others actually it happened to me not very long ago I'm not going to talk about it but it it does it happens you can't help but sometimes look at somebody or their situation and just want to compare yourself to them and feel like man they really have it all together or they really look so good or this and that and you forget about all the wonderful qualities in yourself And I feel like Carrie is really bad about not comparing, but not seeing the good in herself. Like she's not her own cheerleader. So I kind of puppy cradle death syndrome suffocate her with my love. (laughs) What is that? Have you seen couples retreat? Yeah, once years ago. Well, you know, when they're in the couple's skill building and he's talking to, it's Jason Bateman and Kristen Bell's character. And he's like, Jason Bateman's like, so are we good? Are you think we're good? Do you think we're going to make it? How do you think? And he was like, 
just holding on to that puppy. Like, and he's like, it's puppy cradle death syndrome. And he's talking about how, like, when you just squeeze the puppy and it dies. <laughs> so it's, now I wonder if that's a real thing. I don't, well, I don't know. <laughs> but I do. Like, Carrie will say things sometimes and about, not even necessarily about yourself, but, like, you you don't encourage yourself at times. And I'll be like, I think this is your best quality. Right? You're like, well, Thank you for saying that about me. I don't see it, but so I no, have to no lies detected. Consciously sure. um, like tell you all the good things about yourself. Yeah. I, I do I have forever struggled in that area. I mean, honestly, and ironically enough, I'm doing this podcast and I can vividly remember as a child back in, you know, the black and white days where you could record on tape. Oh yeah. That tape and a you know, in a radio or whatever and record and you know, you think you're, I grew up in Disney 90s movies, raised me. And so you think you can sing Part of Your World and all the songs, right, from movies. And <laughs> Britney Spears was my go-to. And so you record and you're like, oh, that's what it is. So actually I have historically always hated my voice. So again, ironic that I'm doing a podcast, which I will probably never listen to. So thank you if you're listening. Don't judge too harshly. And then to reiterate that, growing up, always had people, I can vividly remember, trick-or-treating. and sick no I'm not sick this is just my voice <laughs> I mean I you laugh and I've literally been asked Aww. that numerous times in my life as a child so I just it's been driven into me like that I just have this raspy voice it's so sexy. you know it's something <laughs> so I have just always always struggled with my voice and funny enough I had auditions last night for a play actually a musical Stop it! I didn't know that and well I got begged into it and so I walked in and it's for the sound of music and that is a historically very sing-songy musical and but you like to sing I do however I am not a soprano and I feel like everyone in that musical is a soprano I don't even know what that means the higher singer. Oh, okay, okay. And okay. I walk in and I said, hello, by the sound of it, I am your first alto of the night. So it is it is a struggle to be a woman, and I'm sure a man, not taken away from that, but to feel like you are less than, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I don't think people meant, I know that no one, you know, back in the 90s asking me if I was sick meant anything ugly by it. I know that's not their intention. But I think how we take, them, we can't foresee how someone's going to take something and so I think we do have to be yeah. careful with our questions and our compliments especially with children because yes. again, I know they didn't mean any harm by it but I thought like does that mean my voice is terrible Aww. like so anyway here we are well I am the worst like foot in mouth like sometimes I just spout off things and I'm like it's one of those you know you say it and then it either like my husband will bring it to my attention that I said something or like I'll think about it and I'll be like yeah <laughs> can't believe I said that and I just get like the ick about it but so I struggle with sometimes saying things that I don't mean to come off ugly I just you know say it and then I'm like oh, shouldn't have said that like so my friend Holly a very very good friend of mine we've been friends since high school we were in a group text this is months ago and we were talking about like nicknames for each other and we had kind of decided that we were the golden girls, which this whole thing is fizzled out. It's not, it doesn't even exist anymore. But I told her that she was Rose and her response was, me, Rose? Rose is oblivious. And I was like, well, sometimes you're oblivious about stuff. Ha 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 Like just joking because, you know, she'll reach out on Facebook and ask. She's one of those, like she will ask Facebook about anything because she wants all 
opinions and suggestions that she can get and then make a decision. She's very, very good at decision making. But a few days later, I think, she reached out to me and was like, hey, your comment that you made in that group chat really hurt my feelings. And I just don't know why you said that. And I feel like you used me as the brunt of your joke. And I was like, (gasps) I mean, I sobbed. I felt, I did, I felt horrible. I was like, I'm so sorry. I really did not mean to hurt you. And I mean, when I tell y'all that this friend of mine is superwoman, I mean, she has four kids, all young, like they're, her oldest is in sixth grade. And then the next one's in elementary school. And then the other two underneath are not even in elementary school yet. And she's brilliant. I mean, she comes up with these dreams and, you know, these ideas and executes them and does not get worried or stressed about any of it. And she's been a surrogate, like, and that we're going to do a whole episode with her talking about her surrogacy journey. But I did, like, I, I hurt her feelings and I felt so bad about it. Like, I, I did not realize. And so since then, but also maybe even a little bit before that, I have tried to kind of make it my mission to say uplifting things to people. I used to be very bad before I was aware about saying ugly things about other women. And it was totally an insecurity and comparison thing, but I would nitpick at women about who they were, who they hung out with, what they did, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I had a friend who used to kind of feed off of that too. She was a, a little toxic, but she she was kind of that way too. If I expressed my distaste for someone, we could sit forever and sit and talk awful about this person. And I don't know what, and it may have been that situation with Holly, but something kind of struck me and I was like, this is not who I am. You know, you can just feel yourself doing something and you're like, I really don't need to be doing this. Mm -hmm. That is how I felt. I was like, this person does not deserve for me to say this about them when they have done nothing to me and I don't know anything about them. Cause like I would, she would tell me stories about coworkers and things like that and tell me her side of it. And so of course I would be like, yeah, girl, she's blah, 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 blah. And that is just not who I am. And I, well, not who you want. It's not who I want to be. No, I, I want to be the person that somebody can call and I pick out the good in them. But I know that I was picking out the bad in them because I was in a place of insecurity myself. So I felt like if I picked out their flaws, that maybe not even were flaws, but just anything I could grab onto, it made me feel better about me and my situation. Well, for sure. It's deflecting. Yes, for sure. And I... If you've got a booger hanging out of your nose and you don't see that I have a terrible outfit on today, you know, like or yes. you don't see the five pounds I've gained because you have a booger in your nose. Yes, that's exactly it. So I just, yeah, and let me interject yeah. Good for Holly for speaking up. We have another issue that we as people in general have an issue with. We're just like, no, it's fine. Well, and not even that when she spoke up, And I realized that I hurt her because I love her and I did not want her to hurt. I did not want to say or do anything to hurt her. She said, it's okay. I understand. I know you like to make jokes, but I just wanted you to be aware that this one hurt my feelings and I don't want you to do it again to me or to anyone else. 
but we are fine. Right. This is squashed. We are fine. I am not no longer mad at you. I just wanted you to know I didn't like the way you said that. And I, I mean, I, I think I was sad about it for like three days. It, seriously, because I'm, she's just always been such a good friend to me in anything I need. If I need to talk, if I need to vent, if I just need somewhere to go for a little bit or anything. And so for me to think that I hurt her, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible friend. She's never going to want to hang out with me again. I just, you know, I get in my own head about things and I'm trying to do better about that because of that honesty. And I respect, I am the type of person, and you've known this about me since you met me, I do speak truth. Like I speak hard truth sometimes too, where people are not receptive to sometimes. But, you know, if you want my opinion and you ask for it, I'm not going to be the person that tells you what you want to hear just because it's what you want to hear. Now, if you come to me and say, hey, I am dealing with this and I just want to talk about it and I need you to be my friend, I don't want your advice. Okay, I respect that boundary. But if you want my opinion and my advice, I'm going to give it. And it may not be something that you necessarily want to hear from me. I won't hype you up and make you make poor choices because of your emotions. And that used to not be me. (laughs) That used to not be how I am. So I think that any opportunity with the divide that there is in the country and with social media and all these beautiful women on the internet, these influencers and, you know, not even like I feel like celebrities are not even really well I think for our age and I can't speak to people younger than us but I know for me my insecurity is completely born out of when I was a teenager literally all you saw on magazines and videos music videos that you don't even know what music videos are anymore (laughs) but they used to be a thing Britney Spears Christina Aguilera Mm -hmm. literally Super skinny, like unhealthily, and I know as a society we've realized that and we've talked about it and whatever, but just uber skinny, like just hip bones popping out and low-rise jeans, and if you didn't look like this, you weren't acceptable. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you get older and you have kids and you get stretch marks and like, what the hell are stretch marks? Like, Mm -hmm. that wasn't a thing. Like, those don't exist until you get them and you're like, am I the only one? (laughs) You've never seen them before. Right. And so I think that did a number on us, you know, again, going back to TikTok, because I live and breathe by it. You see so many TikToks of girls my age, mid-30s, going like, this is why we're insecure. Yeah. Because we were given no other option to be. Mm-hmm. And so if we are not that, we are not worthy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I, I have kind of unfollowed a lot of celebrities, like movie stars, because they really don't post much because they don't have to because they're in movies. And then sometimes they just, I don't know, I just don't, I don't care about that. Like, I'm. I want to know about this girl's makeup discount Mm -hmm. code, you know, things like that. Not that I do a whole lot of makeup, but back when influencers kind of started, I struggled to find influencers that were sick like me. I felt like every influencer that I saw was just really, really skinny, really beautiful, could wear a paper bag. And, and that is totally fine. Like there's still some who I, I follow because They're beautiful inside and out. Like Natalie Kennedy, she's in Nashville. Like she lives a life that I do not. But she is a fashion blogger. She does makeup, things like that. And I love all of that. But I love all of her stories as a mom and her struggles. And like she went on a weight loss journey. And 
finding out like foods that she was allergic to and things like that. I loved that authenticity in her. She is gorgeous and she has worked really hard to get to where she is physically now. But there are some women who they're thick, like, like I am bigger legs, bigger bottom, things like that. And so I, I kind of, I hated following them because I'm like, I can't wear that. <laughs> My butt will make me look 10 times bigger in that what she's wearing than what, you know, if it put it on me. But now I found some girls who really come out of their shell and have started posting content of outfits that they look like me. And they even put like their measurements on there. This one girl is like, I'm 168 pounds. I'm 5'2", and I'm this, I'm this, I'm size large, or I'm size 12, 14, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I could wear the stuff she's wearing. Like yeah, I, I, I do, I, I do appreciate that. There's a girl I follow, the Bird's Papaya. She, yes, she's Canadian and she's gorgeous. Like, shout out to you, girlfriend. You're beautiful. <laughs> um, but I feel like you are literally the one of the only people, probably the only person that I can think of by name that I feel like I look like. Like literally everybody out there, even the thicker girls. Okay, even the thicker girls who weigh more than I do, do not have stretch marks. They have beautiful skin. Their skin is taut and it's gorgeous. And no cellulite on their legs. Right. And like cute short they're dresses. Just like, and beautiful. And so I think for what? At this point, almost 15 years, I've had stretch marks. And I have felt very isolated. And when I first stumble upon the Birds Papaya's social media account, I forget if it was Instagram or Facebook, but I was like, oh, it's someone that looks like me. She has <laughs> stretch marks. And, you know, like, and she's gorgeous. I mean, I love her hair. I envy it. And I'm like, then it makes me want to cut my hair off. And then I'm like, I can't do that. Like, I know, I know I got a goal. I'm growing my hair out, but it does. It makes you feel good when you find someone on there that you're just like, thank you. Like, thank you for, for representation, you know? And Paige Bryant is that for me. She's the one who used to live here, but now lives in Orlando. She is all about intuitive eating, things like that. And let's just be real. I saw her not long ago in person. I took a dance class of hers when she came back to town. So like her stomach, has stretch marks on it, and she can tell she's had a baby, and she's like, "It is what it is." Like, no, how do you get, how do you get there? I don't know, but she, how do you get to where you're okay. She really has this just confidence. She's even said, "I've gained weight." Like there was a time when I was obsessed with my diet, and now she's like, "I've gained more weight, but I love myself. I love the way that I look," and I'm like, "I love you." <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess. The whole point here is we as women should do better about encouraging other women. So the other day, this is a, a girl who's friends with our daughters. Her mom told me, she was like, you just have this way about you that makes me feel like I've been friends with you for years, even like in the first five minutes that I met you. And I was like, oh my God. And that has nothing to do with my appearance. Nothing. That to me is more inspiring. And I'm learning. I actually just talked to the girl at my church yesterday who is kind of over the the girls ministry at our church about these girls and their self-worth. And I think back in the generation of our parents, kind of like what you were saying about who's on magazines and who's in movies. Everybody was super skinny. So everybody did all these fad diets and did all these things to try and make themselves feel better and this and that. But, and that's what we knew growing up, but now it's become more socially acceptable to talk about body positivity. I feel like 
it's okay to have open dialogue with your girls, with your children, but specifically your girls who are body shamed by other girls and boys in middle school specifically because middle school's awful. I mean, you work in one. So, but I was telling her, I was like, these girls just don't have any self-worth. And I feel like there needs to be maybe even a workshop or something to help them understand they don't listen to their parents. I mean, some of these girls, their moms are the sweetest and try, but when you go to school and a boy tells you that you're the fattest on the dance team or you're the, you know, your butt is way bigger than that girl or whatever it is, it messes with you. Girl, <laughs> I'm about to, I'm about to spill some sweet tea right here. Spill it. Fifth grade. I will literally never, this goes back to you just don't know what these kids are going to hang on to. Uh-huh. Fifth grade. I'm going to name him Frank Norton. You're out there. <laughs> I've literally never forgotten your name. Listen, Frank. <laughs> I wrote you a note, and I think it said something like, you're cute, want to be my boyfriend. I don't know, some stupid like Check that, yes right? Check yes or no. Yeah, right? Like, fifth grade, okay. And I get it. Fifth grade, okay, we can show some pics. I was nothing. I was not a catch, right? I'm just a, like a little kid, right? And you wrote back, no, you look like a dog. <gasps> Frank Norton. Frank. No, you look like a dog. Tell me that hasn't influenced the way I think about myself for the rest of my life. But where? Like, what is wrong with Frank? I don't know. I did some Facebook stalking. I think he, like, hikes a lot or something. Is he married? I don't know. <laughs> but but no. Frank Norton, don't tell people they look like a dog. That's ugly. That's not nice. Which we know, Frank, you were in fifth grade. We get Maybe it. Maybe you have grown. You might have grown since then. But teach your sons not to be that way and treat girls like that. Some of these other boys that I like, because my son tells me everything. He really does. And he'll tell me some of the things that these boys say to these girls. And I'm like, you better not ever. Oh, they're terrible. It's they're terrible. Awful. So if we can instill, as parents, if we can instill value in our daughters, and even if that means, Carrie, will you please, when Kristen's at your house at a sleepover, since you are not her mother and I am, and she may not be listening to me, if you could do something to instill worth in my daughter or make her feel positive in some way, that is a win. Yeah, just those those small compliments. Like, just like the small, not so compliment compliment. Like, are you sick? You look like a dog. Like, you think they're so minuscule, but they have such a large impact. The small ones have just as much impact. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, like when your son got the advanced English, mm -hmm. like you said that he got him in, in advanced English, I let him know when I saw him the next time. I was like, I heard that you got you a spot yeah. in advanced English. That is awesome. You little smarty pants. Like just anything to hype them up and make them feel worthy. And, you know, I think like Finley, <laughs> Finley, I'm not going to lie. She's my favorite. Like, <laughs> I love your child, Finley. I mean, I love Riley and I love Brooks too, but Finley just has this way about her. And I called this. I said it. I said, Finley's going to be that girl that like goes off to summer camp one year and comes back and she's hot. <laughs> she comes back to school and she like flips her hair and everyone's like, oh, Finley got hot over the summer. You know, she's not that awkward mm -hmm. little girl anymore. She's a which I know that's probably hard for you to hear as a mama, but she's so sweet, like so respectful. So when when Finley and Riley are at my house having a sleepover with Kristen, 
Finley usually hangs out with me. <laughs> She's like an old soul. It's that middle, it's that, it's that middle child. That middle child, man. <sighs> I love her. I really do. And while Riley and Kristen are off cheering or whatever it is that they're doing. But she is the type that would say something kind to somebody. Oh, for sure. To their face. But then if she had some, like an unkind thought about them, she wouldn't say it out loud unless. No, she talked to her sister about it. Or or unless they hurt her. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I don't know. We're going to have to have the girls on here one day. We are. It would be so good. You know it would. You mess. <laughs> so I'm 32, almost 33. I'm almost 36. You're almost 36. Okay. So us as a generation, I feel like we just did not have the resources in what we do now. Like, our moms think we're so much more aware as a society yes. of the impact yes. of plastering super skinny double zero size girls. And, you know, you guys got your place too, and we love you. My best friends, super skinny. Oh, she's hot. Love her. <laughs> and for the life of her, but you know what? To be honest, she gets it too. She would get growing up, you need to eat a cheeseburger. That's There's a girl that KJ's friends with who she gets that too. Like you know, she gets and that's not fair either. And stuff. Like, you know, like. It goes both ways. We just need to be kind. Yes, yes. And, you know, and when you have that kind thought, just say it. Like, yes. it, doesn't, it doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't do anything to your day just to say, hey, in Kroger, you're walking around. I love that shirt. That's a, that's a hysterical show. You watch that show, too? I love that show. Yes. Or one of your Facebook friends shares a, a victory in their life. And, and maybe that friend doesn't have a lot of victories in their life. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I love this so much. Woohoo. Dance emoji, disco right. ball, like just something that makes them feel like, oh my gosh, this person was so sweet for what they said. And give them just that little bit of confidence to continue on their day. And listen, if there's anybody from my high school that is listening to this podcast, I know that I was not that in school. I know, and I am woman enough to admit that. I was mean. I was, I've said. You're a mean girl? Oh, yeah. But. I wasn't a popular girl. I was, everyone knew me. You were the angry mean girl. Yes. But I wasn't like, I wasn't like Avril Lavigne angry mean. Like. I wasn't mean, but I love me from Avril Lavigne. I had the side tie as the belt and everything. I mean, I, so I had a baby in high school. I was 15 years old. And that was another story for another podcast episode. But before I had her. There were a lot of mean girls to me that were older than me. I, you know, when I became a freshman, there was a lot of just cattiness, I guess. Yeah. So me, when I hear, oh, so-and-so said this about you, I would come back like 10 times harder, like guns blazing. Like, you're not going to put me down. You're not going to. Well, and I will say, like you mentioned earlier, your kind of self-reflection and your own growth in your life. And I will say, I think being in my 30s, my mid-30s, like, I think that's where we, we start to look back and go, I don't want to be that anymore. No. You know, I think I think a lot of that we take into our 20s. I do. I think regardless of if you get married, if you don't get married, I think a lot of our 20s in general is still being that, like, immature, catty, whatever we kind of were in high school, just like a different version of that. And it feels like in our 30s, we're like, that's not me. Okay, so I'll tell you a story. I had a mammogram done last year. My my aunt had breast cancer, and so I went, 
you know, when she was younger. So I went and had a mammogram just to see. The girl that did my mammogram went to high school with me. And I had not seen her since high school. And I know I was not nice to her. I know I wasn't. And I remember some specific things that I said about her. Now, whether she knew I said those things or not, I don't know. Probably. But when I saw her, I had a mask on because this is still like you got to wear your mask in the doctor's office. She called me, which my, my last name is different now. She called me back and I said, are you so-and-so? And she was like, yeah. And I like pulled my mask down. I was like, hey, you know, it's Michelle. And she was like, okay, come with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And, <laughs> and she, it was not like, oh, hey, how are you? Oh my gosh, it's been forever. It was nothing like that. And so we did the mammogram thing and I was like, why is she not being friendly? Which, I mean, listen, you got a job as doing that for a living. I'm sure it's not great and glamorous. But I felt like I felt like something was off. Like, I felt like I, maybe I had done something to hurt her that I don't remember. And part of me actually kind of wants to reach out to her and say, hey, I know I saw you. And I know it was kind of like we were quiet and like it was just different did I did I ever hurt you did I ever do anything because I am willing I'm more than willing to apologize for that now she seems smart and mature enough to know like it's in the past but she didn't forget it is how I'm feeling like I feel like there's something I did to her that she just does not forget and it has stuck with me it has made me feel so bad and just I've gone back and forth and you know now now that I've said this story out loud I probably will reach out to her and for sure I mean it's it's that little tug at your heart you know and then it just makes me think of like Billy Madison where he's like putting on the lipstick where you know and he calls and he's like I just wanted to say I'm sorry isn't it Billy Madison yes yes and he crosses him off his list yes off his kill list yes that's exactly what you're talking about so I know like I I know I wasn't nice and I I had a lot of internal struggles and demons and trauma and things like that that I didn't talk about, I didn't address, I just deflected in in my meanness or or my needing attention in certain ways and things like that and I'm I'm just different now. I would not want my kids hanging out with who I was right in middle school and high school. I really wouldn't, but it makes me feel bad. Like it makes me feel like you know, like your Frank story. You know, I don't want somebody. You're to Frank hold. Norton. Stop it! I am not. I never told anybody they look like a dog. That is mean. And I've had some really sweet girls that I went to high school with who have reached out to me and said, "I am so glad to see how you've turned your life around and how what you've become and that your life is what it is and this and that." And that has meant so much to me that I did not end up being what everybody thought that I was going right. to be. And so to extend kindness, you need to go write that Facebook message. I do. I think I'm going to, I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to screenshot it and send it to you. <laughs> Cause like I have, I've thought about it. I mean, this happened in June, but I mean, six months or so. And I'm like, I think about it at least once a week. I think that's the Lord. It is the Lord. Jesus is working to me y'all. I swear. There was a time in my life when I thought that God had forgotten about me and was not on the path that I'm on now. And I, and that we will talk about that plenty in this podcast. But extend kindness. Teach your sons to be kind. Even if they say something to you about someone, tell them it's not okay to share that with their classmates and 
then they build and then nicknames get formed and it's hurtful. And, and then they grow up and talk about you on a podcast. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we hope you enjoyed it. Do you have anything else? No, I'm waiting for my apology, Frank. <laughs> well, I guess I better get to work on my apology. But we hope you enjoyed it. Follow, subscribe, interact. We're going to be putting out topic ideas on social media and things like that. Lots of open dialogue and, and things. So we look forward to hearing from you guys. This episode, we're going to talk about Ibotta. Don't use Ibotta. You're wasting money. So a friend turned me on to this years ago, and you do your shopping. I like to look at it beforehand. I kind of pair it with Kroger Savings. And you go, you buy your things, and you upload your receipt. You sometimes have to scan barcodes. And you get back like 50 cents, 10 cents, sometimes a couple of dollars if it's more a more expensive item. And it just gets sent to your Ibotta account. And then after $20, you turn it into a gift card. You can send it to your PayPal, which then you can send to your bank account. Also, Fetch. Fetch is great. And Fetch, you don't have to do anything but scan your receipt. Super easy. I do it for every receipt I get. Starbucks, Gas, Ulta, any receipt you get. Even like home homegrown stores that are local, they'll honor. And you get anywhere from 25 cents and up, and again, turn it into an Amazon gift card. We have bought movie tickets with this money. We have bought things at Home Depot. Also, you can buy gift cards on Ibotta, and you get so much percentage back. I have bought numerous things from Home Depot with money that is in my Ibotta account. Never hits my bank account. You would never know I bought these things. If you looked at my financial records, it's awesome. Totally worth the extra 60 seconds of your day. So, Go out there and download Ibotta, download Fetch, and start saving some money.